0: This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shi'urim and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com So now um, we're going to really test the technological uh, rigor of the organization and uh, something called Zoom. We're going from Los Angeles, California to Yerushalayim. <coughs> Uh, and, um, it's a 10 hour time difference uh do we, do we have your shleim already
1: um, we? i'm a speaking I'm, okay. yeah yeah uh, you actually have oh, bit okay. actually don't have your slime you yes. have but that's uh as close as your slime is i'm right. getting what? <laughs>
0: okay close enough <laughs> yeah. um over the last few years uh we've had the pleasure of uh having some Communication with uh, Rev. Uh, Lubianski, who uh, is well known, besides being a Rosh yeshiva in, uh, in Washington, uh, is someone who is uh, is adding much to the uh, to to, to Qal Yisrael, both as a as a special representative of the Mir Yeshiva in Jerusalem, and also as someone who has been able to articulate messages for B'nai Torah, for families, for uh, communities. Um, I have here on my desk, I have uh, one of the svarim that you've written, uh, Ben Torah for Life, and uh, i try and go through it. Even the minor Rechaza, you asked me to look at the Meshachah in the back. So, uh, thank you for that. And um, uh, we, 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 uh, we reached out to Rav Lapiansky uh, to tell him about this uh, special Zoom conference and uh, he graciously offered to uh, give us uh, a thought on opening a conversation with students about the uh, corona period. Uh, everybody's grappling for how do we talk about this? What does it mean? It's it's really uncharted territory. Rabbi, Rabbi Dr. Fox just spoke for two hours about the social, emotional, and psychological needs. But we need like a practical message of what we could tell people and um we have about 100 principals who are online right now and uh Chabad Rath, we're very very happy that you were able to make the time from Yerushalayim so what, what was morning for Dr. Fox is actually nighttime for <laughs> Rabbi Lapiansky. And, and unfortunately new york is stuck in the middle someplace we're not sure which way we're going but uh we thank you and uh
1: thank you yeah um okay. i hate to play a pun on your words but what's daylight in Los Angeles is considered dark night in Eretz That might actually be some sort of uh, remiss of message or some sort or just don't quote me on it. Um, it. It's going to be a little difficult because I don't know the range of grades but I assume they're, they're, it's a big range of grades that are represented in the consortium over here and obviously um, the points I'm trying to make you'll have to adapt to uh, age-appropriate um, not only I, I, I would like to hope that the sketch of the general idea um, can, can work well for many levels but the technique of asking and eliciting responses obviously depends on the age and so on it's a unique situation we, we have an event that's not part of the normal school year curriculum or anything and therefore more than any other time i think um, children will be ready to to have a discussion about it so i'd like to frame the general theme and then try to point at some different th- points that you might develop in a conversation and um, there's a Pasik in Tehillim. It says, That fortune is a person that a Baruch Hu afflicts, causes suffering, and teaches him his Torah. So the primary pshat, the, the pshat that the Gemara gives is that the word is despite. In other words, if a person suffers, it's meant to do him some good, but if because of the suffering, he can't learn or daven, so he loses out on it. But Yesuram shalava is Yisurim where a person has Yisurim that serve whatever purpose and is still able to learn. That's one shot that the learning, the Torah is despite. A second pshat Radak brings from his father, he quotes it in a very chavivdik way, in a way ways, And he says, mm-hmm. Through yesurim, he teaches a person um, understanding wisdom and Torah. <speaking in Hebrew> to come back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In other words, the lesson is that a person return to the good, and that is a very, very um, important lesson, and therefore the Assurim are sort of—it's it, a teaching moment in the general sense that it brings him back to to doing what's right. That's how, what our darkness father. This Fasemis in Parashat says what I think is a, is is a pshat that goes to the neshama of it, and he says, "Umitayrasat the Yeshurim themselves teach the person. In other words, as opposed to the Radak, for instance, where it just sort of deflects the person to a good road and then it, the smack, so to speak, gets him to go to Yeshiva and the Yeshiva sits and learns. So the smack is educational in, in in one sense of the word. Here he says in the Yeshurim itself, it teaches the person, the person learns something from the assertion itself and that's the 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 That's as far as Sameses and Pashas in and I think it goes to the heart of what we want to talk about. In other words um, we do a lot, you know, w- when we talk about suffering and so on, um, we, we, we tend to always say it's all for the good and all for the good is the kind of stories we usually give the kids are, uh, you know, somebody was, was hit by somebody and then when he got to the hospital, they found some other disease and because of being hit by the person, he was saved. Um, and so, Things of that nature. Um, the, 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 the wind blew down my house, but I found a treasure underneath. We always kind of think of it in sort of goods for goods. Um, that's, that's the interplay, and, and I think that that's um, shortchanging ourselves as, as people who interact with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, Yesurim themselves teach a person things, and trying to understand what it taught me, not indirectly, but directly, is, I think, an invaluable way to look at many things in life obviously this you know ranging in age this is you know it, it for for a much older boy for an older teenager this is a message that could be given over fairly straight but but i think i'm going to try to give some examples and will try to work through it um i um the um I, 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 the first and most general point of yesurim and the lesson that they have on a person is they teach a person strengths they show a person strengths that he had that he was never aware of and they point out weaknesses he was never aware of i want to give out two stories about it and um, just that came to mind about strengths um, the Kloisenberg somebody Kloisenberg rebel used to push to learn and he had all of his programs of learning kshas and on and on and on he was relentless I mean his, his Friday night tishim went on most of the night and it was mostly pilpulim and ktsayis and this he was a very he was a relentless taskmaster in learning and someone made a remark to him I don't have any kayach. so the Rebbe told him never say that and he said I was a frail young man in Europe and he said I was so frail that when I had to go say a shir I needed a bacha to take my sepharim because I, I simply couldn't lift them he said guess what I showed up in the concentration camp and I slept 50 pound bags of cement on my shoulder alone and I found out that I have a lot more koach than I thought I have so for him the teaching moment um, of the camps was what incredible co-host a person has in himself. So whenever a person is confronted with difficult situations, um, one thing a person will have to ask himself when he gets through to the other side is, did I find anything about myself capable of doing that I never thought I could? Um, you will find people who couldn't raise a nickel and they undertook um, great projects and, and they raised incredible amounts of money it, because something about the burden brought it out in them. So that's one half of it. The second half of it is, and this goes to the general sense of what the purpose of an Essoyen is, we have many layers. Um, uh, I, a muscle that I use a lot of times is when I was young, I hate to sound like an old man reminiscing about the old days, but I was, um, once upon a time, much younger, and in, in my days, when they did root canals, it was a five, six visits to the dentist. Um, uh, I, I never was sure if it needed that or that was just Parnasse, but I, I wasn't quite sure on that, but that, that was the Matthias. And what they would do is, they would, you know, the first visit he would empty out the pus and so on. Each time he came back, he would probe a little bit deeper until it hurt. And then he said, okay, so it's still infected over there. He would apply medication until a fifth or sixth visit, usually, um, he, he could, you know, it could, he, he wouldn't feel anything. And then he said, okay, it's all healed. And then he would fill it permanently and so on. That was a normal Mahalach. Akarish Baruch, who is to bring out the best in us and the best in us is that we, um, we, we it, it's a lot of times we do okay but scratch underneath the surface and it's not quite okay it's like the sudden told boy, just touch him elav is a wonderful tzaddik he wasn't denying he didn't say he's not a tzaddik but he said how how deep is that sitkis just stick a pin and and the balloon bursts so the, the Akarish baruchu gives us yesurim one of the reasons one of the patterns of yesurim is to see when it becomes too difficult and we realize we're not what we thought we are I want to tell of a, a story, something I heard once that I think brought this point home. Um, I think it possibly brought both points home. I, I heard a Hespid many, many, many years ago um, on Rev Nekritz by his son-in-law, Roshiva of Shiva of of Per. And he said the following. It was a Levaya, I guess. And he said that his father-in-law was stuck in siberia for five years during the war those were those were those were he 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 was in siberia and it was the best years of his life should have been the best years of his life and he missed out he he didn't learn what he could have learned when you i don't know the exact age but it was the age when a person would typically in yeshiva the most and he couldn't make use of that Uh, he ended up being a very harsh person anyway but but that was later supplemented but but he said and if i remember correctly i may not have learned many things but i learned about myself i learned the most important lesson i learned myself in other words to understand yourself you need to understand yourself under difficult conditions there are people that are nice and smile and good and fine and sweet the question is when Everything around is not so fine and sweet and good. Where are we? So, Yisurim and difficulties bring out um, both a demonstration of what a person has that he didn't know he had, and also what he's missing. So that's a broad outline of what we were try to do. It's a question that is too broad, I think, for um, for you know children I'm talking about through high school age I don't think that is something but I'd like to try to deal with some more pointed questions um, topics that I think they can they can, you could elicit a lot of good discussion um, bear in mind on the one hand you want discussion on the other hand a broad or general question is not easily answered by children it doesn't they don't have yet um, frameworks they don't have yet terminology so, so you need to coax you need to coach a bit and in sort of how about this how about this how about this but the point is you'd like them to express it the best of, of their the first question the first discussion i feel would be along the following lines um, how many boys found going to school difficult? You know, in the, in the good old days, before the corona days. How many how, you know, felt it was a drag to go and to every day and, and, the, and the burden of it and relentless and on and on and on? I think most kids will express some, some sense that it would yeah, get difficult. Now, ask the kids to be honest with themselves and say there were many days when in, during, during the whole school, when you really had nothing to do. You could do anything you wanted, which is the same. You could do anything you wanted, and there was nothing. You didn't have to go anywhere. You didn't have to Zoom into the share, the one no Zoom share. Didn't have homework to do, isn't that? How did you feel about that? How did you feel when a day just dragged on, and you could do whatever you want? Um, it, it, so, you know, kids will begin... You know, there'll it's, it's, be a wise. I will say, yeah, it's the best time ever. I wish you could go. And I think most kids will, will 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 understand. And then you could say, understand that that's what life is about. Being productive means working hard and wishing you could rest. But being unproductive is wretched. In other words, your choice is not. There's no perfect. There's a perfect vacation is when you worked hard and then you have some time to take it easy. But when life is meaningless. I had somebody tell me the most important thing was to remember at 9.30 in the evening to, to change pajamas. That was the way he described the, the um, most important thing. Ask, and you know what, for, for this is the first time many kids and many adults experienced it. I mean, for most of the time, kids have a very relentless schedule. You know, you have school, 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 camp, 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 or, you know, getting ready for school, getting ready. You, you, you normally have everything. It's the first time. And then you begin to climb the walls and then we get to understand that we were created to be productive and having a schedule and having pressure and so you need to adjust it but understand it. I think that's a first lesson that um, I think you could um, elicit positive responses. And obviously, no, I mean, I don't have to tell you the Malocha. I mean, people that know, the, a younger kid, you might want to describe more. What does it feel like? Because I am to me how ichi it is when there's just nothing, nothing to do and so on. But get the kids to understand that the choice in life is between productivity and waste. And waste is a lot more painful than the stress of productivity. Two, um, ask them... If they learnt better at home or in school? And then why? And shouldn't they appreciate the fact that learning with a hevre is much better. So it requires certain sacrifice, requires coming on time. But ask themselves to grade themselves if they had to give themselves a, a mock for the three months that they were at home learning or in school. Um, and again, let them let them ask themselves what's better about it? and then say, so doesn't, you know, isn't it worth the sacrifice to get up and go? A third question along this line would be, where was your davening better? And this way could go both ways and and it doesn't, it's fine. Whichever way, so if a kid tells you at home he davened better, so ask him, why would you think it's like that? And do you think you could take So so we'll tell the diving was slower, less distractions. So then you could make a point about, um, you know, it's up to you. In other words, so at home, there's no distractions. That's great. What distracts you in school? So if it's somebody else, then why don't you just, you know, stick to the, you know, put your nose to the grindstone and, and do it. Do you really want to do it? i think this is an open question i know adults found Davning at home some yes some better some less better but i think it's a good discussion and whichever way he goes ask why and then ask okay now that you're going back and there's a here to that but what can you do to, to to make it good again you've now seen a better Davning. so let's see ourselves why if it's slower maybe also go slower a little bit if it's because less distraction well, what can you do to eliminate distraction? Things of that nature. I'd like to um, add now. Go on to not specific things, but I'd like to go on to more, I guess, middles or things of that nature. I think a very important, um, a very important um, limbo is as follows. How many things? did you have to forego when you had, during the stkufa you were expecting to go away for the summer your parents had planned a trip, you were going to go here, you are going to go do that what things did you miss out, what things did you lose out now ask them Acher ha can you cope with it and, 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 I, and I'll I tell you, I, I, the point I would like, I feel, we need to get across, in general, is the following point, that a person has a taiva, a chemda, whatever you want to call it for nice things, good things, countable things, I understand that. The bigger problem is not having the sense of feeling the strength of being able to do without in other words it's nice to have a comfortable car to go someplace but the ability to pick yourself up and to walk there and to go there and um, even you know the, 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 the strength that it takes just yeah I'll get up and go they stop because not as a mida tover in terms of taking less cashmere's but as a certain personal strength we're able to do something I remember somebody told me he runs a yeshiva in Eretz I don't remember which yeshiva it was it might have been the Tiv arya I don't remember but he, a kid came there from one of the wealthy neighborhoods uh, in New York and this kid was 17 18 and he was very annoyed with the lack of Gashmir's in Eretz now that the kid likes goshmis, I get that. But there's also where are those juices of you know we, we 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 all we had was a canteen and we went for for three day tiol. Um, I the ability to be able to do without things that gives a person a certain strength and that a person feels strong about it. That's um, that that should be very empowering. It's natural for a young person to sort of, you know, I don't need any of it, I can can do it on my own. You know, sometimes reckless, but but it's a mita tovah, it's a very basic mita. I remember when I came to the Meir Yeshiva, it's 1970, um, the conditions were, wretched is is an overstatement. I mean, the bed I slept on was a straw mattress, a little straw mattress, that who knows how old it was, it was really pretty bad. But my greatest moment of Nahasurah was my father, who was a survivor of the camps, came to visit. He sat down on my bed He said, my gosh, this is like bricks. How can you sleep on it? So I was so proud of myself. Ah, a war survivor said that he doesn't know how, you know, this is, so I, I, I'm, I'm a giver, you know, like, like, but that's normal. But you raise kids that don't have that basic sense. That 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 that, that 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 sense of being able, the the, the the There's a certain sense of freedom. What's what's the midatova of that? So, so you have an eighteen-year-old who can who can who can have a jet go anywhere he wants. He says, no, I'll I'll walk there. I can hike. I can I can I can go there. All I need is a, you know a knapsack and a water canteen I'm good to go. It's it's a certain it's a certain sense of not needing anything of 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 being stopping from yourself it those are very very basic midas of a person good midas and 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 unfortunately more and more um are lacking it It, it's like there's never a moment when when he when, when we have it this forced us for a lot of us to be without done things and you can ask what did you miss and then you say now that you've missed it do you feel a certain that you're able to do with it, so that you're able to to manage it. E- eating out for some people it's it's a very important dish uh, to eat out constantly and to try this restaurant, that restaurant the other restaurant. and you were stuck. You're stuck at home um, and and that's it. So do, do you feel that that gave you a certain strength to talk about that in in a way where you you sort of use that, but now that you've done it, doesn't it show you that you can do without it also? Doesn't it show you? I think that that's... Um, it's something that is very basic. I think that it's hard... You, you, you're not going to take a kid whose parents have decided to pamper culture and force him to change. It's very difficult. But now that they've... Tell them how bad was it when you didn't have a kiddish every Shabbos to go to or five Kiddush to go to. What Was it really so terrible? Um, and, and I, I think... You know it's it's um, it, it's something that could be used as a way to drive home a very very strong lesson about certain basics in life and um, I would also like to use it I think we can use it as a way of trying to understand their it, it, they, they should understand themselves in terms of ana Javero in the following way and um, you can ask them when you were quarantined then you were together with everybody for a long amount of time, were there moments that you acted in ways that you didn't really should have? Snapping at people, getting angry at people, fighting, quarreling, um, hard to believe that it didn't happen. So have them reflect why do you think it is and what do you think you could do what are the, what are the, what are the reasons that you created this victim? You think you know ask every every kid to rate himself if he's a nice guy or not. Um, and most people will rate themselves, you know, kind of uh, they'll give themselves a nine out of ten. that that that'll probably be like the normal, you know, except you get exceptions from both ends. but and now ask them during this time, where where do you think you are? where, where, where and why is it? let let let's be let's ask ourselves. It will help us understand, are we better people because we respect other people, we give them the space they need, or is it just because you know everything is fine and good and, and so on? I, I think, and again, it's, it's helpful if a teacher has a few points in mind and sort of subtly introduce it. Do you think it might be this, it might be this? I think it will help them reflect a lot about the difference between being a nice guy when there's no real Nisoyen or being a nice guy when things are tough. Um, hopefully, it'll, it'll bring it'll bring them to understand that Bernon Javier is not just, well, guys like me, I like the guys, everything's good, there's enough to go around, and so we're a we're happy-go-lucky group. But when it's either me is getting it or he's getting it, um, it's, it's, you know, I'm not in the mood for anybody and this guy is in my room whether I like it or not, that, that evokes uh, friction and how do we deal with it and so on one more point in Haveri, and I think this is going to be more difficult and I think you have to be a little more judicious in how to talk about it there were a lot of people that were very lonely a lot of people um, spent their Pesach Seder, looking at four walls and um, I was with my wife in, in the States at the time, and all the kids called from her, so in America that nobody lives near us, not even close, you know, oh, they, they, they tell my wife, it's so terrible, you're alone, and she would say, well, I'm actually with your father, it's not so alone, it's not, not, not as bad as you make it out to be, so, um, but there were people, there were my neighbors, there were a few minus sitting alone, and... Um, So again, this you have to be careful. Obviously, who, who, what, when. But I want to use it in a certain way. I want them, as an exercise, to sit and to picture themselves sitting alone at a seder night with nothing, plenty of matzah, plenty of wine, and just sitting, staring at the four walls, and 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 thinking nobody, nobody's there. Nobody, nobody cares for me. Of course, I won't care. But that's it. I asked them to pick that for a while. And, and I think, I asked them to, to think of a specific neighbor who, who, who went through this. Now, so I think it's the first time that they could possibly imagine what loneliness feels like. They could possibly empathize the point of loneliness. So I want to use it in as as a um a, a, as a as as a, a leverage for two things first of all you know you're always prompted to go visit your grandparents you could go visit this older person that old person you always schlep and you don't feel like doing this net now do you understand now you actually saw in front of your eyes what it's like do you understand what it means to somebody who has nobody to be there that's one pain in us. The second one is there are people in a classroom who are always left out and kind of... and again, you have to be very sensitive because if it's obvious or whatever it is, it, it, this you you say. think of what it means to be not invited. I, I tell them many times one of the most emotionally wrenching interactions I had was the following there was a boy many years ago learned by Shiva Shiva. nice boy but, you know nothing you know just i don't know just a nice kid no special distinguishing factors he, he was a little bit you know the type of thing you would call socially awkward but not in any way that you would uh, think is uh, parallel he, he, nothing nothing that stood out in the, 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 the he came over to me once and he said Rebbe, i have a question to ask he said, every year at Simcha's Torah, do you know when I get an aliyah? No. Oh. When the Gabbai says, he looks around to him and says, so is there any, any, anyone here who still hasn't gotten an aliyah? That's when I get my aliyah. So he said, I decided this past Simcha's Torah, I'm going to change things. And I stood next to the Gabbai. And he said, Rebbe, do you know when I got an aliyah? When he turned around and he said, "Is there anybody, anybody here who still has gotten Why am I always that person?" It was—it it, was—it—it it really was wrenching. It really, really was wrenching. Um, it's, like, it's one thing when somebody does things that are wrong. So I would tell them, well, you're so obnoxious and you do such terrible things and then you're not there for other people. And if, 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 I could, if I could find a Muslim, so fine. Okay, that's an occasion to do a, 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 a. But there's nothing wrong with the person. I think understanding the idea of what it's like not to be included, to be left out, is something that forced on us. Even people who did have somebody, like, you know, if you didn't have your whole family, it wasn't pleasant. And you're cut off from other people that you like, that you appreciated. So now look around at other people. And again, this this requires sensitivity because there's classroom dynamics and there's one, two kids that might be obvious and I would look at it. I say, but at least I'm, I'm trying to get the point. So I want to go over some of the basic nekutis. I, I w- The first thing is... I would like to say, I think it's important not to make it generic and say, well, this teaches us how human beings are not, you know, how little we control our destiny and how much you have to do tshuva and come back to Kach That's too general, it's been said too many times, and it, and it has no good ending. When the ending is, and therefore we all should do tshuva and return to Kach believe of Sholem, it, it, it it's um, it's like somebody once said, when the Darshan says, and and the gula should come every minute. You, know, you know the gula has arrived already. You, you know that that it's, it's I mean that's it's it's a, it's a message that's too vague, too general. What we went through a tough Kufa. What did we learn from it itself personally? Um, I, the, and that's that's the point. And and I would like in, in linus line with that he says that, um, denu, that the Yesurim were the teachers. The word musar and the word Yesurim come from the same basic root. Th- they're ways of directing a person to doing what's right. Mussar is with an emotional appeal, uh, uh, also kind of, you know, a strong emotional appeal. Um, yesurim is a, is a physical appeal, but it's meant to have a message. And the message needs to be specific to each person um the, the general message of, of, of any serum is to understand what I realized in myself, what I can do. Lati um, Nafshi, I didn't even know people, people went through difficult circumstances say wow, I I, I I didn't know I could I could I could do that. The um, on the other hand, it also reveals some painful truths about ourselves. W- w- things that we thought were rack bottom, you shake, shake us hard enough, and those things, so let's say the person who mobs marbles well in shul, put him in his own dalaramis with nobody looking, and the davening kind of uh, evaporates a bit. Um, this person is wonderfully great, you know, Geschmacker, nice person, coop him up with his family, um, for for long enough time and then it, he it becomes a difficult person. So those are lessons to teach us it's not as rap bottom. We, we, we need to, to, to build a more firmer foundation. Um, I think using it to have a discussion with the boys, with the girls' boys, with the, with, this, with, the, with the um I think would be very effective. It's always effective, obviously, when they can speak on their own when they don't know what answer you're expecting, you know, in, in in many other cases, they know more or less the answer expecting, and, and so maybe it becomes a recital, but this could be genuine. Important is to understand that younger children have a harder, the young they have a harder time formulating ideas because they just don't have the set of, of terms and ideas and, and models and paradigms to say it. so you need to say, you know, you need to sort of, hint at it uh, give some examples of yourself and you know things of that nature and some of the areas that I thought was the d- 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 the sense of what it's like to have structure in life Seder structure purpose and um, I think that's a that's that that's a, an important Nakuda that um, we we need to reinforce I, um, one of the things I always feel when people speak about hashgafas in the street or in America that are trafe and kenegah torah, to me, one of the most treifer terms is leisure culture. Um, our leisure culture is either har zeis or har We have only one purpose in this world, and that is to do something. And it's not only, and, and, and we have to realize it to a point where we relish doing it. It's like somebody in, 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 a, in a factory, this person can, can want luxuries, but in the factory or in the, in the corporation, he wants just work. He just wants to make, close another deal, produce another this, sell another this, whatever it is, a person needs to feel that way and he needs to relish and understand, understand that leisure is misa. In this world and it's it's true theologically but it's it's true psychologically and it's true physiologically people who are doing nothing become nothing very rapidly and people who are charged up and and people who feel they have purpose and a mission and and work to do do it so I think that's an important lesson that the kids for the first time felt what it's like when it's just do what you want all day long I think that you can point out some things about Dabbling and learning—was it better this way, that way? Or, you know, and and try to elicit why, and, and then say, how can we have the best of both worlds? Can we take the lessons you learned and, and implement it? I also feel that it would be um, again, this is a point that to me always there talking about on, on personal development, things that we were able to do without, and Baruch Hashem we survived. It's not so terrible that you don't go away for Pesach. Ask, you know, if you're, if you're in an environment where most kids tend to go away for a pace at their home, ask them, were the things nicer at home than being away? I know what's nice to be away. It's, you know, it's, a, it's, a, the golf course, the, 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 this, the, that, the, whatever, the, the pool, whatever the kids like, but what's nice at home and what, what's nice about being at home and so on. Uh, it, get the kids to understand and appreciate that, that you need less goods and, and, and more, in a connection to, to appreciate things, like things, and, and I think in relationship with other people, with other kids, um, try to find out, did they, you know, try to, to, to get them to think of points of how they interact with other people, why they interact in certain ways, and if possible, the, the point about loneliness, um, I think it's a very important uh, nakuda. It has to be done sensitivity but i think it you know you obviously don't want to talk about where everybody knows whose grandfather was sat alone and felt terrible and if you know if knows which kid I, I, those are obvious things but in general the sense of somebody who's not fully integrated in society not fully connected the pain of that the emotional pain of that i think is something um, we need to sensitize kids more to so there's hashem hopefully um We'll walk away having learned each one of us something about it and um, learning about ourselves and hopefully not only teaching kids about it, but this is a chance for kids to become more self-aware, more reflective and if, if we've given them the proverbial rod to fish instead of feeding them fish. By, by having a discussion like this if it goes well, you, you've taught them to fish to, 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 to look into things to reflect on things, understand things and israel. okay good
0: thank you so much I, I, uh, as, I, as I was listening um, I too with my wife it was the first Pesach we were alone in 43 years marriage. And there are things we learned about each other that uh, we might have known, but we never really shared. So uh, it was a very special opportunity. And uh, we hope we don't have to do it again. (laughs) But uh, uh, the words you said were just so important for to understand just how to talk to the kids. So we really appreciate it. We hope everything is going well in Eretz Yisrael. We know it's a little difficult there today yeah. and, uh uh these days and uh have a-